Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. ready for another episode of this madness? It's your girl Coco and we're about to get cuckoo with episode 32. Hope everybody's been having a good week. Uh, I just ate way too much. I worked out, I do my usual routine, I come home, I relax for like two minutes maybe, get ready to work out, work out, and what I consider working out is I bought the year for fit on it's an app on the iphone and probably android and they had a deal going on where it was 20 bucks for the year so i was like considering that no gyms are open or anything i figured it'd be a good time to you know invest 20 dollars elsewhere so i did that so i do that and then i do just dance for like maybe a half an hour today i only did 20 minutes because the workout i did with the fit on app put me at the half hour mark for for the minimal I should do every day. So I actually just looked at my watch and now it says I've had 57 exercise minutes. I don't know, maybe climbing up and downstairs, who knows? Anyway, so just wanted to say hello and be very thankful and appreciative of my audience as it is apparently growing. Getting a lot more uh, social media requests. I'm hoping it's from people who are actually listening to this and not from random creepos, but who really knows? So uh, I don't want to dive in because I usually say that every week, but let's ease into this conversation you and I are having, whether it be in your car, at work, or wherever you are. What's up? (laughs) So with everything that's been going on lately and the fact that certain things are reopening and stuff, I am still, like I said, I've said previously that I'm going to wait and see what happens to other people who feel that it's necessary to go out. I had my first experience last week, which was Friday, uh, the day after my last episode released, where I went to the nail salon and I got my nails done. Hands and feet. So excited. Kind of sucks you have to wear a mask, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, I know we have to for, you know, COVID and hygienic reasons now and everything, but it it was an odd experience because... I can't breathe as it is. Like I've said before, I have asthma. I was born with it. It's triggered by seasonal changes and pets and stuff. So asthma will always be there until finally nothing triggers it. And then my breathing goes back to 100. I have the worst allergies today. My eyes are on fire. Can't wait to shower and such to take care of this business. And uh, so basically... It was weird. I went in there. They take your temperature now. You sign in on the sign-in sheet, but you can't go in there until they call you. So you let them know that. So basically when I got there, I waited in my car for a second. 
And I was like, you know, let me go in and see if they'll take me early. Because that was the thinking before all this shit happened. So, of course, I freaking go in. They're like, oh, your appointment's at 1030. And I was like, no, no, it's at 1020. I politely corrected her, though. Because you can't say no, no to a service worker like that. Because they've just been through some shit. They haven't been able to be open or make money, none of that, this past three months. So, I said, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's at 1020. So, I actually to her. So she goes, okay, just wait in your car for us to call you. And I was like, okay. Like this, if this is going to be the new normal, then this is going to be the new normal. And this is how we have to do shit. So I went, had the mask on the whole time. They now have at their nail stations where they do the manicures and stuff. They have like, um, you know, I don't really know if it's going to help, but they have like a plastic, like a plastic shield. So that there's like a barrier between you and the nail technician. Although nail technicians have been wearing masks for a very long time. They didn't really need COVID to be wearing masks, if you know. And it was weird. I went. I got everything done as, as normal as possible. And uh, it, was, it was an experience. Um, I was very satisfied with the service. So I'll probably be going back to that place again. And it was very clean in there because, of course, they have to be. So it didn't have that silly... Uh, that alcohol smell or the acetone, whatever it is, I think it's acetone, the smell that you always smell as soon as you walk into a nail salon, you're like, honey, I'm home. (laughs) So getting into that. So that day, I had so many things going on. And, you know, as as good as something is, something bad has to come along too. So, (laughs) so I went and I had my annual gyno appointment. Now, I probably lost all the men who listen, but I've gained female audience right now. So this is what's going to happen. It's not going to be disgusting. It's going to be funny. I'm not going to tell you about my business because that's a little too much. I don't need you guys getting that personal with me. So I had my appointment to get poked and prodded after being in a state of relaxation, after having my feet and my legs rubbed. They don't do the hand rubbing anymore, like the hand massage, which I miss, but whatever. So I went and I had a manicure and pedicure first and then went and had my GYN appointment, got poked and prodded and rubbed and whatever, whatever. So <laughs> I I don't understand this, but I always dread this visit. And here's why. It's very uncomfortable to have to sit with your feet in stirrups, by the way. And have someone look inside you and say whether you're okay or not. Okay? As uncomfortable as it is for us to be there, the doctor's probably not uncomfortable, but very comfortable because they've seen plenty of vagina, you know? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh God, here we go. And the whole week I was like, I really just don't even want to be bothered with this. But the only way I'm going to get my birth control is if I freaking go to this appointment. So I went to the appointment, sucked it up like a big girl, and I did it. And the doctor, legit, looked inside me, said, everything seems okay. And that was it. (laughs) So the thing I've been dreading for like a year And the waiting outside in the car thing, yeah, dude, dude, let's backtrack. So I went to Crystal Run and they freaking have all these protocols now because of COVID. They don't want anyone waiting in the waiting rooms anymore because that would probably dictate that to be a hot zone. So they have you wait outside. 
in your car, obviously. So you pre-register either the day of or the day before. You're just not doing any of that shit in person. And I swear to God, if they send me another bill for a copay balance, like I give a shit, they got another thing coming. So I sit in my car and I call because when you get in the parking lot, you're supposed to call so that they know you're there. So I call and I'm like, hey, I'm outside. And she goes, okay. She goes, so what's your name, your date of birth? I give all that jazz. She goes, did you pre-register? And I'm like, yes. Like, hey, man, I don't want to be here as much as you don't want to be on the phone with me, okay? So just let me do this shit, okay? I want to get in and out of here, all right? Isn't that the whole point of this no waiting room shit? So, of course, um, I was on the phone with this lady. Did you pre-register? I'm like, yeah. And then she goes, uh. So I'm going to give you a password that you're going to give to the person at the front desk who's going to um, ask you to stand in front of, they're going to take your temperature. So I'm like, okay, whatever. She said the password was cupcake. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, I'm like, one more time, like, just just to make sure I heard it correctly. And she goes, the password is cupcake. Like, she seemed mad she had to say it again. And I'm like, well, I feel silly as shit walking into a building for a doctor's appointment. I have to say some shit like cupcake to get into a building. So... As soon as they, as soon as they call me, they're like, okay, we're ready for you. The password's cupcake, go on in. So I freaking walk up to the building, make sure my mask is on and everything. Walk up to the building. They have the spots where you're supposed to stand six feet apart so you don't get anybody sick. And I get up to the door. It opens. I wait because there's still someone there probably not doing what they're supposed to because, you know, in typical fashion, people lose common sense when there's too many rules in place. So I friggin' wait there, and the person goes, and the lady goes, what's the password? And I go, cupcake. She goes, okay, stand in front of this camera. It's going to take your temperature. So I stand there, takes my temperature, and she goes, okay, you're good to go. I wanted to be able to listen, man. I've been doing this every week, every day of every week. I get my temperature taken. I should have just told you what my temperature was yesterday because it was the same thing probably. So, of course, I go up and I wait and, you know, the whole thing about not having people waiting in the waiting room is such bullshit because you get up there and you expect nobody to be up there. Me and another chick were sharing the same airspace for a few minutes and we had masks on, but that's not the point. The point is when you say you don't want people sitting in a waiting room, you shouldn't have people sitting together in a waiting room. Okay, see how that makes sense? It's pretty parallel. If you don't want something to happen, don't do it this way. Do it in a way that makes sense. And like remove chairs so that people know what six feet apart is. If we're really mandating a six feet apart social distancing, you know, it's just like I said, people lose their minds when there's too many rules in play. So moving forward. So this prompted me to think of the dentist because there's two things apparently we hate in this life and that's gyn visits and going to the dentist because those dentists basically put their feet on your chest to clean your teeth and what i mean by that is there's never been a more rough tooth teeth brushing session than being with a fucking dentist if i have to tell you that if there's one thing you take away from this episode it's that a dentist tries a thousand percent harder than you she he or she is like the gym coach from matilda 
putting people in the chokey, and brushing their teeth savagely. And being upset that you eat sweets. Why have sweets then if we can't eat them? (laughs) Don't give me sugar. Don't put sugar in front of me. Like, don't put a cake in front of me and then tell me I can't have it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to eat the whole cake. And let me tell you, when I was younger, speaking of cakes, this isn't really a cake, but it is. So when I was younger, it was a little chunky, whatever, going through depression, whatever, you know, when you're in high school, you go through those little mood swings, whatever. So you're either really happy or you're really down all the time. And it was during during junior year, I think, because I remember it was one of those times that me and my high school boyfriend broke up. This was an on and off shit for four years. And he basically, we'd broken up again. I don't know whose fault it was. Who cares? And (laughs) I remember that I was at the point in my life where I would basically just eat a whole chicken pot pie and go to sleep. (laughs) It wasn't a depression thing, I don't think. I just think that I got to a point where I was so fed up with eating correctly that I just, you know, would eat a chicken pot pie and go to sleep. And then, of course, it's stories like these that my siblings remember because I would always make food and I would always have to share it. And like I said, I became a very hungry child junior year of high school and didn't want to share my shit. So meanwhile, I used to make six cookies, keep three for myself, and then split one and a half for the two other kids. That's selfish. (laughs) Anyway, back to the dentist. So my question is, going back to that, why do we hate the, why do we hate our teeth and our vaginas? Or what is it about these doctor's visits that we hate so much? Because there has to be a correlation here between the mouth and the vagina, because it's, it's two sensitive areas. It's also the same thing with guys. You really don't want to put a Q-tip in your urethra, do you? Because that's what I hear they do for, like, swabs for you guys (laughs) to make sure that you don't have STDs besides blood work. They do the swab. And I hear that that's uncomfortable, too. And also, I had an IUD placed one year. This might get gross. And if you haven't had a kid, they say it's not the most pleasant adventure. And considering the fact that I do not have any children, And thankfully so, because with most of the stuff I say on this shit, (laughs) they would probably take them. So, uh, where was I going with this? Okay, so the IUD placement. What they have to do is basically what the IUD is, it simulates a pregnancy so you can't get pregnant. That's what it is. If If it has the hormone in it. If it doesn't, I don't know what it does. Because I had the one with the hormone. So I knew exactly what it was doing. And with that shit, I did not realize that I was going to gain the weight that I was going to gain. So I gained like 10 pounds with that, which is mm, in the realm of maybe halfway through a pregnancy. So I wasn't pregnant is what I'm is what I'm getting at. But this thing simulates it. So your body, I guess, mirrors what's happening with a pregnancy. But the process of placing it, terrible. Okay, terrible experience. This is why my GYN is a man. Okay, because men understand got to be gentle. Women understand that we can push a baby out of it, so they are forceful with your shit. I'm sorry to tell you. I have nothing against women. I had one. I had the woman who placed my IUD was like eight months pregnant, squatting over this chair like she was a linebacker in the NFL, ready to go hut one, hut two, height, height, like that baby was just going to come out and the nurse was going to catch it behind her and throw it and get a touchdown. 
Like, that lady was leaned so far over in that chair. I was like, are you fucking serious, bro? <laughs> this this lady who probably has an emotional roller coaster of shit going on with her is going to be rough with my shit now? Great. Great. And now it's going to be a super mess because they tell you the easiest time to move a person's cervix or dilate it. Disgusting. I know. I'm so sorry. But guys, if you are married and you have someone who has had your child or you're not married and has someone who's had your child, you know all about this shit. Okay. So just grow up a little bit. So uh, they dilate the cervix, but the only way they can do that is if you're on your period. That's when they say it's the least, it's the most pliable, I guess, is the best term for it. So it's a mess. It's genuinely a bloody mess. And the way the lady did it to me felt like I'd been sexually assaulted, if that's what that feels like. <laughs> and my mom goes, never see this doctor again. Because she placed it, I screamed, and then she walked out. Like it was like it was nothing. Didn't even, no bedside manner, no nothing. Just placed it and left. And I was like, ah. Oh, how unfortunate for that new baby. Because that baby is going to have a rough life with a mom like that. So that's my traumatizing story. <laughs> Out of the way. You know, because I like to share. But yeah, no, that lady was crazy. And that, that was my only experience with a female doctor where I was like, you know, I never want another female doctor again for that. I've had the same doctor for like the past... I've always had a male doctor, okay? They've always been more gentle and sensitive and always ask questions like if you're doing all right or explain the process and everything. Like that lady just, she had a whole thing of her own. And come to find out, man, because I had to do a follow-up appointment to get an ultrasound to make sure it was sitting correctly. It was not placed properly, okay? And I went three years into a five-year plan with that before I had it removed, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's causing me to have cramps that, like, stop me from walking. Like, I'll be walking and a cramp will hit and I'll have to stop. I'll have to stop and clear my schedule for the rest of the day. <laughs> Hold my calls. And uh, that was just it. I was like, I've had enough of this shit. So they took it out. Can I tell you? Not having had a period for three years, because like I said, it stimulates a pregnancy. So you go from... It goes from being a real light period to no period. So for three years, I didn't have to worry about tampons, uh, pads, none of that shit. So I was real excited about that. That was a good part of it. But like not having had a period for three years, I had always wondered before I'd gotten it done if that was something that I was that was okay. Like, is that okay for the body to not shed a lining? You know what I mean? Like, that's basically a pregnancy for three years. Do you know how crazy and stressful that probably is to your body? Which is why I'm back on the pill, which probably isn't a better thing. I should probably just be on nothing and let my body cleanse itself. But whatever. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of a time before I was on the pill where my period was okay and it was not. Anyway, so yeah, I have, I have no conclusive evidence to say that not being on the pill has not helped me in any way. So, um... But like all this shit we put in our bodies is toxic anyway. So who knows what it's really doing in long-term effect wise anyway. When we're older, we'll find out. <laughs> when we're older and we get some test results that we don't want back. <laughs> so in any case, 
not having a period for three years, let me tell you something. When I finally got it, I wanted to die. I think I wanted to just be like, I'm going to go into a coma for like a week and I'll be done. There was nothing. It was like the blood scene from the elevator in The Shining. That's what happened. If you've seen that movie or you haven't seen that movie, look up elevator blood scene on YouTube from The Shining. That's exactly how that was. That's exactly how I felt anyway. Because I was like, there's no way that this much has been stored up for three years. But it was bad. So if you have an IUD in right now, take that shit out. <laughs> I couldn't take mine, own, mine out. Because number one, I don't have fingers long enough to reach what the fishing line that they call it. Fishing line that was attached to it. Because it looks like a T with like fishing line poking out. And... The way it should have been placed is you're supposed to be able to see the fishing line through the cervix. Now, whatever, that's gross. But the string was up there with mine. So the guy had to take tweezers that look like fucking pinchers, like the long ones with like the real pointy and shit. And I'm like, and pull the string and all that. Blah. Okay? Terrible. But in any case, that lady fucking sucked. I will never see her again, I hope. And, uh,. I know plenty of other people who have gone to him. I think I switched when I was at Washingtonville Pediatrics when I used to work there because one of my coworkers said he was really good, so I went to him because of her. So thank you for that. I love a good referral. <laughs> so in any case, so that made me think of this story because, you know, with as many vaginas as doctors have to see, I always wonder, like, what the conversations are that happen sometimes, but... With my friends, it gets kind of explicit. And I remember I was in a group chat one time. And this is going to be really stupid, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So I found a vagina meme, okay? And I'm pretty sure everybody at this point knows what I'm talking about when I say that. Where it looks, it's two different types of sandwiches. One is neatly put together. And the other one looks like, you know, beef curtains. <laughs> I'm trying to not be explicit, but I can't help it because, you know, beef curtains exist that I'm aware of. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> lip reduction would be nice for some people. And <laughs> if there was ever a moment where I didn't want to know something, I think this, this is it. This is the story right here. So it's in a group chat with two other chicks we're thrown around memes and shit. So I tossed one out like an Uno card, like, skip you, bitch. And, you know, I threw it out there. And, of course, I don't volunteer my information because I don't want people talking about it. You know, like, it's one of those things where you're like, maybe I should just keep this shit to myself. Like, this is <laughs> funny, but not to the point where I'm like, oh, you know what? That's me on that side. Like, no, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's so uncomfortable. So <laughs> me and the one chick didn't say much. And the other chick goes, well, mine looks like the one on the right. And I was like, <sighs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> if there was ever, <laughs> if, if there was ever a time where, you know, I can't even describe the level of I didn't need to know that that I experienced. I think that it was like the wave from that movie. Oh, God. 
I don't remember the name of the movie. I don't know if it was Armageddon or some shit. Or Deep Impact, probably. So that big wave comes and, like, washes everyone down. I think that's the level of I didn't need to know that, that I was at. I was at the crest. And then I got slammed down into reality. And I was like, she really just told me what her good girl looks like. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I immediately wished that they had phone sanitizers. Like they have them now, which is really funny. But it's not funny because, you know, your phone's the dirtiest shit ever because you're always touching something and then touching your phone. I try and make a habit out of using hand sanitizer all the time. But, you know, it's never enough. (laughs) So, yeah, I would have dipped my whole phone into it like a paraffin wax and held it up really quick and then dunked it down. Like the old-timey washboards where the ladies used to, like, rub the clothes down, like, the washboard and go, and delete the whole conversation. Or, you know, backspace, 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 delete, remove picture, all of that. And just go back to what we were previously talking about and just throw fun memes out. But, you know, that taught me a lesson, though, as to what I can and cannot share with certain people. But it's like... You know, it's just one of those things where it's the time to be ratchet. Like, I guess I figured out what my line is of ratchetness. Like, we can talk about super ratchet shit. I don't want to know what your kitty looks like. That That's my line. Because now I can't look at you in your face. Like, that's basically it. I can't look at you in your face at all. And, like, there's, there's also some other scientific-y shit I wanted to talk about. And one of them... Speaking, like, I'm trying to flow this, but it's not working. But biologically speaking, something that interests me, and I always have these, like, after-shower ponderings, okay? So that was not one of them. (laughs) Just to be clear, that was not one of them. That girl's vagina can stay, stay between her legs, tucked in, whatever. But I always have these after-shower ponderings when I'm getting out the shower, I'm like trying to dry off and my makeup's all over my face and shit. And I'm just like, okay, so who came up with this shit? And now there's two things that I thought of last week. And it has to do with robes and what it means to have a good side to your face. So I wasn't able to find too much information on robes, like who was the inventor of the robe. Like I know it's it's adjacent to like togas and Romans and shit, but I wasn't able to find too much crazy stuff about it. So I don't really know if I want to talk about that, but I do want to talk about having a good side to your face because I always thought that was like some shit people just said to make themselves feel good or to make themselves seem fancy or more important than they are. So as I read on the independent, which is a UK website, which I don't even know why I bothered (laughs) all their shit is ass backwards. (laughs) So I'm removing face, my face, I'm removing makeup from my face and I'm like turning my face side to side and I'm trying to decide what's the good side of my face and I'm like, and who came up with this shit? So of course, after I researched this on this website, apparently the left side of the face is the good side of the face because it's controlled by the right hemisphere of the brain, which controls emotions. So... I was like, holy shit. And then I try to like think of the pictures I've taken and I could see it. I could see that as being a reason. They say that the left cheek is 
is able to better express emotions, I guess. So the more expressive side is the left side of one's face because of the right hemisphere of the brain. So I definitely, like I said, I could definitely see it only because when I smile or something, you can see like, if you look at me straight up and down, the left side of my face looks a little more thrilled than the right side. Like the right side showed up to the party late and is tired and just rolled out of bed, uh, decided to not do their makeup, whatever, whatever. The left side of the face is like, well, hello, good morning. How are you? This and that, like all positive and shit. So being a Gemini, that also works because, you know, two sides of the coin is what you get with a Gemini. But yeah, so the left side of the face, I know this sounds really stupid. I'm butchering it probably to death. But I've noticed that when I try and express something with my left side, it comes out stronger than the right. And I can only raise one eyebrow and not both. Whereas some people can do both. And I think Jim Carrey can do both. But that he's a character actor, so... Like, he can do basically anything, I feel like. So uh, he can manipulate all his looks to be different. So good for him. I can't do that. But I can tell you I can raise my left eyebrow and, you know, my smile seems stronger on the left side. And it's pretty cool, whatever. So there's there's an interesting science to it. So I figured I would share that. Uh, it also makes it sound like I'm saying I have, like, a strokey face. Like, I have a dead side and a, and a live side. Like, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> if you follow my social media, you'll see... Uh, I think most of my, I'm I'm assuming most of my pictures are of the left side of my face. If not, then, you know, I don't care about the science behind it. Well, no, I do care about the science, but I'm just not following the rules, you know, like everybody else. <laughs> so um, you would know my face is pretty okay if you've seen it in person too. Uh, <laughs> so speak, like there's, there's so much weird stuff that's been happening besides me talking about like sides of the face and which things work and which things don't. How about the fact that Kanye West has the greatest resting bitch face of all time? (laughs) He's got the best resting bitch face of all time. And you know, what's funny. We see that face and we think he's mad and he's probably just humming some don't worry, be happy shit in his head too. Like, here's a little song I wrote. You might want to take it note for note, or however the song goes. But, like, he's probably just, you know, skipping in his head, like Jonah Hill or Leonardo DiCaprio with that one meme they took of him. <laughs> but he's probably having, probably having the bitchinest time. And we all just look at him and he's like, oh, look at this angry guy. But he's probably just chilling. And then when he smiles, he looks like he killed his entire family and all the Kardashians and the Jenners. Like, it looks like he destroyed a bloodline when he smiles. Because no one's expecting it. His teeth probably don't even expect it at this point. His teeth are probably like, oh my god, sunlight. (laughs) Like, the guy's always like, hmm. And like, he smiles and he's like, I'm gonna kill around in your family. Like, (laughs) that's what it looks like. Like, don't cross me. Or I'm on some crazy drugs or something. Like, even when he raps for the most part. Like, with that stupid song, like... You're such a fucking hoe. I love it. You see him do that fucking eyebrow raise and you're like, oh my God, he can do more than frown? Someone record this. Like if you if you haven't seen that video with, I think it's a little pump because he's an idiot too. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you ever see that shit, he smiles or he raises his eyebrow and you're like, he's up to something. Like... <laughs> 
but Kanye's Kanye. He's he'll always be crazy and like craziest shit I ever heard so far. Not even for this year, just so far is that he wants to run for president for 2020. And I'm like, all right, we're in July. If November is when we're supposed to vote, sir, you got about four months to get your act together. Okay, maybe he could run his third party. I don't know. But I had the bean hater do some research. And he said that he would have to, you know, being a rap star or whatever, or R&B, whatever his fucking title is now. Because he does like that Sunday service shit, which is kind of bomb. I was looking up those videos to be funny. And it was actually pretty bomb. And uh, he, Christian, whatever, whatever music genre he's in now, is that he would have to show his, I guess, tax returns and shit. And there's no way he's probably going to do that. Especially considering the fact that he almost went bankrupt, what, a couple years ago? In the past few years, he didn't he file for bankruptcy or was going bankrupt or something? Because he invested in those shit-ass clothes that had holes in them, having us look like bums and shit. <laughs> Charging me $400 for a shirt I can let moths chew when I leave it in the closet. Like, is there, like, I know there's moth repellent, but is there a way that I can attract moths to my clothes and just chew holes in them? I can do that with, like, a $10 shirt. Or, you know, put out cigarettes on a regular shirt and just be like, you know, here's my shirt. Here's my Kanye shirt. Sir, come on. Like, you're having us look all crazy and stupid. And I have been yet to see a piece of that clothing since that stupid shit hit the runway however many years ago. And see how nobody remembers? It's because that shit is not even anywhere near important. (laughs) Oh, my God. And you know what else killed me? Is that he was such a supporter. He was such a Trump supporter. It's like, now you want to go after his seat? Like, sir, grave robber. (laughs) That's like when homeboy gets, like, homeboy cuts in a lunch line (laughs) when you were in school. And you're like, no cutting, no cutting. And he goes, ah, shut up. I'm his friend. Like, no, no. (laughs) It's also like when, you know, someone wants to do a trust fall and the other person claims they got you. And then as soon as you lean to fall back, they step back and they let you crack your head on the sidewalk. (sighs) Like, (laughs) that's, that's, no, it's not okay. It makes no sense. You can't be in support of somebody and then try and take it away from them, dude. Like, do you understand what that means? You're under a lot of pressure just being yourself and you want an entire country to rely on you. Do you want to have a bigger nervous breakdown or do you want more people to try and rob Kim Kardashian from the White House now, considering the fact that she was what robbed or kidnapped in Paris, whatever it was? Didn't he write that song with Jay-Z? Anyway. (laughs) uh do they predict that maybe Uh... (laughs) anyway you know i'm not gonna get into conspiracy theories with that because that that's insane we could be on that all day um (laughs) so you know always got a good story for you for work (laughs) so remember how i said last episode how i really wish this one person would get her act together and learn how to do the quest labs input of stuff for patients. Well, guess what, guys? She finally did it. So she came to me today. Because, you know, after you do all the adulting shit you got to do, sometimes you need to do a childlike thing. So Monday, I called out sick. I took a mental health day. And I just chilled at home because I was not ready to come back. I had so much work I knew was coming up. Um, 
CNAs have to make up all their OBRA minutes because I put that, I had to put that list out. So I knew everything that was coming this week and how it was going to impact me physically, mentally, everything. And I knew it was just going to be so draining. And it's Wednesday when I'm recording this and I'm already done with this week. I think I was done with this week yesterday and it was only Tuesday and it was my first day back from the 4th of July weekend. So, so this lady did not know I was here Monday. I mean, did not know I was off Monday. And she learned that I was off at 3.30 on a Monday. So number one, if I'm a go-to person for Quest, hmm, shouldn't you see if I'm around? That's my first question. Like, are you paying attention to things that are going on? Or are you just so wrapped up in your own shit? Which, you know, it's dwindled down now because everyone has to... Um, Everyone, it's down to once a week now where employees have to get swabbed. So what you're saying is, is that you're so bored with work that you don't care that nobody else is here, which is how I feel about it. A hundred percent, honestly, is I don't care where anybody else is as long as I'm at my desk, minding my own business or doing something that someone's asked me to do within my department. So she didn't realize I wasn't in Monday until 3.30, and she entered patients in. And she told me she probably did it wrong. So I was like, okay. (laughs) So we skipped yesterday, or she could have told me all this, and I probably could have fixed it had she remembered who she was talking about. But we're on Wednesday now. So that's one, two, two days later, technically. So she said that she gave me a piece of paper first thing in the morning, of course. And she goes, uh... I tried to enter the insurance information, but I think I was typing it in wrong or something because it wouldn't let me do it. I hate when people say that shit. It wouldn't let me do it because then I'm like, okay, how hard did you actually try? So, of course, hmm, so, of course, (laughs) she goes, uh, I said, I can enter it in. It's not really a big deal. So she goes, okay, so can I watch you do it? And I was like, oh, my God, yes, 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 you can. Absolutely. Like, (laughs) had a little party in my head. I was like, oh my God, she finally wants to learn how to do this right. So she comes up and I'm showing her and she goes, God, girl, you are fast. And I'm like, listen, I've been entering insurance information, I feel like my entire career, because I've always worked in a doctor's office. So I've always entered patient information. So when I'm told once how to do something, I know how to do it for the rest of my life. (laughs) So she comes behind me and I'm showing her and she goes, oh, so that's the code you're using. I'm like, <laughs> no, my God, lady. So she says, I've been putting um, no insurance COVID-19. And I'm like, but you're the one who told me to enter this code in when they have no insurance. So now that I've had time to think about this, because it's 8.30 in the evening, and I had time to think about this while I was getting my notes together for this episode, if you've given me instructions on how to enter this information in, including the insurance code for when people do not have insurance, how do you yourself not know the code to enter into the patient insurance information tab? There is a specific spot under insurance, where you hit, you click the little pencil next to it so you can edit the shit. And it brings you to a spot where it says insurance carrier as one line. And then it says ID number in an adjacent line. 
like to the right of it. So you basically type in, you start to type in the insurance and a list comes up that shows you the different choices you have. You click the choice for the insurance, then you enter the ID number in. I thought this was pretty simple. I've been doing this for what feels like a hundred (laughs) years. So this makes me question whether or not people are listening to what they're saying. And this makes me feel like in her case, no. Simple no. And in, in learning that she's not listening to what she's saying, I have concerns about the nursing staff that are being hired. Because if she's not paying attention to what she's saying when she's instructing these new nurses or new CNAs, It's new nurses. She doesn't do CNAs. Okay. So the LPNs and RNs that come in, once they've done with their general orientation with the employees, they call it NEED, New Employee Education Days. Two days with DC. You've heard me talk about her before. She's staff development. She does the basic orientation. She goes through the handbook. They go through the paperwork with staffing, like the HR paperwork and everything to get your payroll and everything established. Then they sit with her for a day and a half. And go through all the other shit. I had to do it. Everybody who everybody who works at that place has to do it. Everybody's dealt with her. Blah, blah, blah. So she uh, then they go to whatever nursing staff person that's going to train them next. If it's a CNA, they go see like the, the train CNA trainer. If it's an LPN or RN or a nurse care manager or whatever, they usually see um, the woman I deal with for the COVID stuff. And Bonnie, who's not in. She's still out. Hopefully she'll be back next week so I can have some more chaos in my life, whatever. So, so like I said, I have a lot of concerns because the coworker, I'll call her the COVID coworker, because apparently I'm the COVID queen. Not that I have it, but I'm like the information access highway for COVID, I guess. And she, um, she, she's not... She's not comprehending what she's saying to me. So it feels like she's just saying things and then she'll say them and be done with it and move on to her next thing, which is okay. But at the same time, it's not okay because you're the person who was in charge of all this information in the first place. And then I had to ask you for access to it. And my boss, Arlene, had to ask you for access for it. So it's like, how did you, you went for the training, yet you understood nothing that was presented to you. And you're presenting me with stuff that I understand 100% because I listen to understand. (laughs) And that's the difference, I guess, between me and most humans is that I listen to understand. I don't listen to then do, because that makes no sense. You have to understand what you're hearing in order to properly do it. You can listen to do, but you're going to miss all the information that goes with that. And if you haven't thought about it like that, good morning. (laughs) You must have been asleep your whole life. So listening to understand and then do. That's how I work. I take notes if necessary. I make booklets for myself. I pretty much redid the whole booklet for staff development and for some of the position where I am currently. A lot of the things I've revamped to my own liking because nobody's told me I can't. So (laughs) I have free roam pretty much, which I don't hate. But at the same time, you can't give me a code the way you gave me the code. And then I tell you and you're like, oh, okay. 
okay? No, you're the one who told me. <laughs> I have so many concerns. Anyway, I've also decided that there is a time after lunch called the fuck this shit time of day. And I'm moody because my time of the month is coming up. And that might be disgusting for some of you. But like I said, we're all adults. And if you're younger listening to this and still get a period, oh, sorry. But <laughs> little boys grow up. And uh, so, you know, I get a little moody sometimes. But today I was I was over the top angry. And here's why. I came in today and there were seven messages from seven different CNAs who wanted makeup packets for Obras, which is great. They're following instructions, which means someone read the email correctly and told them, just send her a message, especially if you're an overnight person. How are you going to come up to me? And I'm not even there. So how are you going to wait an hour for me to show up to work to then ask me for a makeup packet? Good job to those who sent me that message. Hey, I know I'm behind. Can you make me a packet and leave in the supervisor's office? Yes, I most certainly can. This is the most pleasant part of doing this is someone is reading to understand to then do. Congratulations. Perfect. 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 I banged out all seven of those makeup packets, made seven new folders for these chicks boom, in the supervisor's office, it's finished and off my desk and I wash my hands. So the fuck this time of the day is after lunch. You know why? Because I stuffed my face like a nasty animal. (laughs) I had a Goshen Goes Green smoothie, which was good, but it was very strong with banana. So I was like, all right, I'm supposed to taste spinach and apple and all this other stuff. And all I taste is banana. So I might go for a different smoothie next time. But like with the smoothie, I kind of did a devilish thing and I got like a bacon cheeseburger. Probably shouldn't have done that, but (laughs) I'm regretting it. So then uh, I got the itis a little bit. And if you don't know what that is, ask somebody. The itis is basically when you eat too much and you're tired afterwards. Like you're groggy and you're just waiting for the day to end. You know, falling asleep at your desk type shit. So I was falling asleep at my desk type shit. So I decided to get up and go get myself some coffee because I had those raspberry cookie sandwiches. Ugh. <laughs> raspberry cookie sandwiches? Ugh. You know, you go to that Italian deli and they're like the sandwich cookies that have the jelly in between with the chocolate little dripping all over it. Ugh. So I had that with some coffee. Woke me right up. Now, I get away with a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. Some of the time I am just sitting there. Some of the time I am working. Nobody knows what if I'm in between something or not because I always look busy. Now, when I say that I was pissed off this afternoon, I'm going to tell you it's because I had reached my point of being fed up with the day because all I've heard is nothing but bullshit coming from my bosses. Not so much Arlene, the other two. And it has to do with all the complaining. Like, I'm so sick of the fucking complaining in my department. We're short-staffed, okay? And I've mentioned this before. And I'm over this all this drama. I'm like, okay, so we're short-staffed. So the issue that follows now is making sure we have all the correct phone numbers of the existing staff. So guess whose job that turns out to be? And there's no wrong answer here. So this now becomes my problem because... 
I'm the one that's getting all the updates for phone numbers and stuff because that's who Gail is sending it to. And I'm the only one checking those emails. So of course, I'm always getting asked. Recently, it's been from someone who's not my fucking boss and I can't stand this lady. And she has asked me plenty of times if I can update the list in the supervisor's office as if I don't have anything fucking better to do or if I don't have anything to do. So, of course, I don't want to do it because I don't like her. And just do it your fucking self if you have access to it. Everybody has access to the program to print the numbers out. So, of course, when I came back to work yesterday, I got an email. Well, no, I got a message over SigmaCare stating that someone's number was missing. So I printed out the list. So this is the part where I was talking about I revamp a lot of things myself. So I made my own Excel spreadsheet of the full-time and the per diem nursing staff and all their phone numbers. I update it every time I get a payroll status report, which updates me as to whether employees are there, like new hire, um, transfers in position, or if people have left. So that's how often I update it. We get that thing every two weeks and... That's how often I update it. So there's been issues with this stupid ass phone list. And, you know, I wish someone else would explain to me how any of this is my problem at this moment. Because everyone is so busy telling everybody else what to do. Nobody's focusing on the real problems. Nobody's focusing on the fact that CNAs are overworked and underpaid because of what's going on. Nobody's focusing on the fact that there's one supervisor who just does whatever she wants and nobody says anything to her. And I'm like sick and tired of hearing about it. And that's all I hear about. The stupid phone list, employees running rampant and shit. And it's just, it's enough already. Like if if they asked my opinion, it's going to be like a day of reckoning. Like you guys better prepare for the world to end. Because I have so many opinions about what goes on with my bosses and their underlings. Because that's what they are at this point. If someone works under you and they're not the nicest person to work with, you are supposed to set them straight as you as the employer. You know, you're the boss of someone and you have to have some backbone because these people are walking all over you for a reason. You've made that okay. You've established that there's no barrier. Like there's nothing they can't say to you. This girl, woman I should say, because she's a grown-ass woman, runs amok. And their biggest complaint is that she told someone to go home and then came back for like four hours. Then someone else worked from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. and all this other stuff. Running rampant, I'm telling you. Are they going to say something to her? Probably not. And you know why? Fear, okay? Fear. I am so sick and tired of people being afraid to say what they really want to say. Okay, I've had enough of that. That's where we're, these women are older than me, not old, older than me, and they have so much power and they're not wielding it appropriately. And that's what's kind of sad about it. So like, as I was saying before, so all of this shit and then like having to hear this shit all day is like nails on a chalkboard. So I'm listening to that all day. Then I'm tired at my desk. So, and I'm moody because of my time of the week. So this is like a perfect storm of shit where no one should be asking me to do anything in the afternoon. But of course they don't feel that vibe. I'm not putting that vibe out strong enough for them to leave me alone. So being asked to do shit after lunch when I'm already working on these makeup packets for all the CNAs who are behind on minutes, like now we're going to add phone shit on top of it. So... Of course, while I'm trying to get stuff together, I was trying to print a report that pulls all the phone numbers 
and not all of the phone numbers populate on this list, so I end up having to write half of them in. So I was speaking to another coworker about it who had the position I have now, years ago, and she um, she told me I basically have to call IT. But I had already started running a report, a report excuse me, that was running to infinity and beyond. I don't even know how many people were printing out, but I shut the freaking machine off during the printing to get it to stop. And by doing so, I had about 20 million paper jams. <laughs> I had 20 million paper jams in this fucking copier. And I had to go in with my hands, my nicely manicured fingers, and pull out each page. I think I burnt my hand probably on a metal part. I can't see it right now, but I'm sure when I go shower later, it's going to... So I'm pulling out, pulling out, pulling out all these papers from everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. I would close the thing. It would tell me there's another jam somewhere else. I'd have to open it again. You know, redo. (laughs) Wash, rinse, repeat, as they say. So I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with having to find out how to do this phone list. I'm dealing with all this other shit. Then three CNAs want to get in touch with me. Well, two CNAs walk in and I'm like, how can I help you? Like in the midst of like, you know, being elbow deep in a printer. I'm like, how can I help you? She goes, I need, they both actually said that they need makeup packets. And I'm like, write your name on that piece of paper and I will leave it in the supervisor's office. I'm in the middle of something. Like if you can't see that I'm busy and I can't stop and help you, then we need to get your eyes checked. So it, it like this whole week, the whole rest of the week is going to be the most insane shit ever. And I just can't even believe it is all that I can really say about it. And uh, the CNA shit, it's just one of those things that's going to put me over the edge for the week. And it's fine, but it's not fine. But it's my job. And, you know, I like it, but I don't. (laughs) So I'm trying something new on the podcast to see if you guys enjoy this at all. This isn't really a funny story, but... I just, I'm I'm in a group on Facebook and a lot of this stuff I'm going to keep anonymous. I'm not saying nobody's names or anything, but these are just some interesting things I come across, you know, while I'm doing my thing here. And uh, so this post caught my eye. It's really long. So we'll try and get through it together. So let's see. Hi, all. I've been in a long distance relationship for about a year. I live in California. He lives in Maryland. We get we get along great, have good visits together, etc. Even though I call it a long-distance, quote-unquote, relationship, he won't actually accept the term, quote, boyfriend. He refuses to call me his girlfriend, and he gets very uncomfortable amidst conversation of exclusivity or a future. He attributes this to parenting his soon-to-be 16-year-old son, who has, a, had a bit of, who has had a bit of a rough time since he and his ex-wife divorced four years ago and is doing stuff that 16-year-old boys do. Vaping, stealing money, stealing packages off porches, getting into trouble, etc. He has been upfront from the beginning that he refuses to acknowledge or even consider any kind of relationship or future with a woman until his son has graduated from high school. Even though he has his son 100% custody currently, his ex-wife is still very much in the picture. He claims that neither of them have any lingering attachment or feelings, but he allows her to control and manipulate him and his personal relationships with women, which has had a large, pretty large impact on me over the past year. We haven't seen each other in five months because he won't let me visit him while his son is under his roof. 
I'm not sure his son knows I even exist. And he has decided that hiding a healthy relationship from his son is better than showing him an example of how a healthy relationship looks. This is also mostly because the ex-wife throws a fit when she finds out he has a healthy has healthy relationships with women and he still cares about his ex-wife's hissy fits. He hasn't come out to visit me in the past five months. We chat on Facebook Messenger almost every day, but he never texts me, calls me, or video chats me. If I video chat him, he will answer, but he does not initiate phone calls or video calls with me. On Facebook, he has 5,000 quote-unquote friends, many of whom are women. One of them has blocked me for the sake of flirting with him, which he allows with the excuse of, well, I respond to everybody, and I give a heart react to everyone's profile pics. I feel like I've been very patient and understanding with him for a long time, but I also feel like I'm pouring much more into his cup than he is into mine and is frustrating. How do I talk to him about this? Hmm. Now, I know you guys are all really mad about this because <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad at the fact that this woman is allowing this immature man to control her in such a way. <laughs> so let's backtrack here. She said... He attributes this to parenting his soon-to-be 16-year-old son who has had a bit of a rough time since he and his ex-wife divorced four years ago and is doing stuff that 16-year-old boys do. Vaping, stealing money, stealing packages off porches, getting into trouble, etc. Who is stealing packages off porches, especially during COVID shit? When you don't know what is on the boxes you're bringing into your house. What could you possibly want from an unlabeled box? Like you don't even know what's in there. It could be a box of dildos. Why would a 16-year-old boy steal a box of dildos? Do you know what your neighbors are into? Like what? That is not typical 16-year-old boy shit. No 16-year-old boy I've ever known in my lifetime. Freeze. When I was that age was stealing anything other than girls. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, other than trying to impress every girl they saw because they were going through hormone crazy shit, no 16-year-old boy is stealing packages off porches. And if there is, you got to tell me. And if there is, they're probably from Florida because I have on good authority, people are stealing phones in Florida. I don't understand this at all really upset 5,000 friends many of whom are women 5,000 I didn't even make it that high who is this guy fucking Hugh Hefner who's dead <laughs> like who is this guy he's 5,000 friends you haven't seen him in five months dude okay I think you should probably let this shit go I think five months is first of all Y'all are in a, <laughs> a long-distance relationship for about a year, okay? A year? Then you're getting all bent out of shape because he hasn't come to see you in five months, and he blames it on his 16-year-old son. There's way too many red flags, especially because if you've been divorced from someone from four years, not that I would know that, but if you've been separated from anyone for four years, unless there's actually a chance of y'all getting back together, you should not really care about what the ex thinks about you being in another relationship, if I have that correct. Because I don't know anyone who cares about anything after they've dumped somebody. It's either jealousy or pettiness. You are married, sis. If you're married, 
and he has custody. So she's probably more tight because she has to pay him. <laughs> but like she should be getting alimony at least unless they signed a prenup, then she doesn't get anything. So I don't really understand what her problem is. But I understand that the problem here is that this girl's way too nice for this guy and doesn't need any of this baggage shit at all. And you see, even this girl commented, this is right here is what I agree with. There isn't shit to talk about. He has been clear. You are not an item. He just Facebook messages you while he Facebook messages anyone that reaches out. He said it himself. He responds. Are you really not picking up that he's describing his relationship with you in that moment? He lumps you in with the women he responds to. I don't know why you think you have a healthy relationship because from the description you gave, you don't. Girl, yes. Girl, yes. <laughs> Girl, yes. And, you know, the girl was harsh about it, but this is what I'm talking about, is that girls need to stick up for other girls when they can't stick up for themselves. That's what I like about this group. This is a relationship advice group, and that guy's not making her a priority at all from what I read. And, you know, that boy needs to stop. I'm stuck on the fact that this boy is stealing packages off people's porches. I have never wanted to steal anonymous goodies. That makes no sense. (laughs) It doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit the other person. And you don't know what they have in that package. It could be an exotic animal. Not that they would send that, but you know what I mean? Like it could be something dangerous, like a meth lab. Anyway, (laughs) that's just crazy. You know, you know exactly why that caught my eye. That's because that kid has a, you know, is a klepto by epic proportions. I knew a girl who was a klepto in uh, in my volleyball team. She was, she would steal shit right from right from out from under our noses when we would go to these meets. Like it was hysterical. I'm like, why does this girl feel the need to steal anything? Like broken home much? Anyway, that was pretty mean. I don't care. Um, <laughs> this shit. This is like this is the best part of my day. I got to vent and you know be chill and all that, and I still had other shit to say, but I'll save it for the next episode. I'll just move it down because I honestly just when I explain stories, like when I give stories and shit, I like to give context um, and I like to provide information because I don't want anyone to be confused. Like I know sometimes people just want to get to the story and stuff, but if you're hanging out with me, I want you to know some shit. Like, I want you to actually be able to be like, oh, yeah, she said this. Or, oh, yeah, she said that last time that this person was like this. I want you to feel like you're my friend. I want you to feel like we're going through these days together. We're going through these COVID times together. We're reading all this crazy shit in the news, like this Kanye shit for president. I am not voting for him. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now. No, Kanye. The the music you put out and stuff. Um... I don't even know if Kanye was ever good. Like, there's certain songs I like. I've never actually liked an entire album from him. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's it's a crazy life. I also have that, you know, one more thing. I also have never realized as an adult how much cartoons I watch. Like, I think I watch more cartoons now than I did as a kid. And I think it's only because I try and catch the adult shit in it now. Like, there's a lot of underlying themes in most of the cartoons out there. And it's funny. I'm okay with it. I dig it. (laughs) But like back then you didn't catch it. So, but anyway, I hope you're, uh, I hope you're enjoying these because I'm enjoying doing them because it, it helps me feel better. It helps me, 
you know, I know you guys are getting to know me and my angst and all this shit. And I hope it's funny for you. And I hope you can relate to some of it because that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to like cheer people up and, you know, we don't really have a lot of options these days. And I want movie theaters to open. (laughs) I actually went to the drive-in and it was a lot of fun. We got chewed up by mosquitoes, but it was a good time. And I'm looking forward to more good times in the future. Um, But thank you guys. This was fun. And the door's opening. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) it's too late for that. I'm not editing it out anyway. (laughs) The boy came in and swan dove onto the bed. (laughs) Well, I love you guys, and I hope you enjoyed this uh, last episode here. Well, it's not the last one, but have a good night, everybody. Bye.